Sunny 16 presents. This is an iconic bound train to Grainsplaining. Please mind the gap or you may get sucked off. That's actually what they, so where I live, <laughs> in the north, I'm not kidding, I was once waiting for the train at school, and over the thing, the man goes, like, in his York truck thing, goes, please stay behind the yellow line, or you may get sucked off. <laughs> Every time, he used to say that, and it just, I just thought it was iconic, so we had to incorporate it into the iconic bound train, but someone did actually get sucked off once. Oh, yeah, really, they did. And yeah, they get they got sucked off in front of the train and children got pieces of arm on them. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, not me, though. Oh, that's good. Mm. Oh, anyway, yeah. on, on that cheery note, <laughs> welcome to Grainsplaining with me, Emma Lloyd, and the wonderful... Me, Alex Heron. The wonderful Alex Heron. <laughs> Yay. Um, so this is our third episode already. Can you believe it, Alex? To be honest, I can believe it because we've just got so much to talk about. I mean, yeah. it's just like we're trying to get these out before, not get them out, but record them before Emma goes to Thailand. And I mean, we've just got so much to talk about. We're having to stagger ourselves a bit. Yeah, we're on our grind. I mean, we were meant to record yesterday, but I accidentally amputated my finger. But it's sewn back on now. Tell us about how that happened, Alex. Um, well, basically, my mum bought um, a TikTok chopper. It was like um, this chopper that she saw on TikTok where you put your veg in and you smash it down and it chops it into tiny pieces. And... Um, I didn't read the part of the instruction that said to remove your fingers before you slam it the chopper down. So well, I, I slammed it down and it accidentally severely cut my finger so that I could even see my bone, which was quite cool because I've never seen my bones before, but from what I saw, it's quite a pretty bone. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, and then it just, um, it's okay now. So we're back to it, you know, still got, I've still got my full finger just. It's quite like edgy, to be honest. Hopefully, I'll, I'll get a lot of attention about it. Oh, that makes me feel ill. But I'm glad you're okay, and I'm glad it was your left hand. It was photos taking hand. Yeah. Well, for today's episode, we want to talk about. I'm not really sure if this is the right word for it, to be honest. So, if you have suggestions, let us know. But we want to talk about elitism in film. Do you think that's the right word, Alex? Kind of. I mean, there's lots of elitism in film and like photography in general, but in the sense we're talking about it, it's kind of like material elitism rather than yeah follower elitism. Yeah, I'm talking, well, for me, I'm talking about like the snobbery that comes with like having to use a certain camera or people just saying, 
you know, this film's rubbish and everyone jumping on the same bandwagon because they want to be like with the cool kids and how I just think that's very unnecessary. I agree. And I feel like it's kind of, it's become the same with every form of life where everybody's sort of chasing more consumption, which I'm guilty yeah. of as well, actually, completely guilty of. So I'm not here preaching like, you shouldn't feel like this, you shouldn't feel like that because, oh my God, I'm the worst for it. Mm. So before we get into the nitty gritty of it, um, let's do some quick fire questions. So Alex, my favourite question, if you were a man today, what would you do? I found this such a hard one like thinking about this now because I'm too hot today so mm. I mean my mm, what would I do if I was a man today I feel like I'm still on the topless vibe because it's still so hot I know that's like that's the only thing that's coming in my head like I I mean I'm I'm not wearing a bra today. Not that I need one. I've only ever really worn a bra to fit in. I don't actually need one because there's nothing to encapsulate. Yeah. But I mean, just to be able to walk around with a breeze is mm. just would just be like so fantastic. And I'm I'm annoyed that I can't think past that because there's so much that boys do that I would love to be able to do, but just yeah. I cannot describe the like the freedom it would feel to just have my bare chest flowing in the wind yeah it's just we can't get past the heat today i worked in my underwear today yeah. and just put up on when i had a meeting <laughs> because it felt inappropriate but yeah it is very, Emma, very i wouldn't i think that that wouldn't have been inappropriate to go to work in your underwear yeah and we have aircon at work it's not too bad Oh, that's so cool. Cool, but um, I'm at home. Today, I don't. So it's quite... Oh, where do you keep your film? In my fridge. Oh, you mean you don't have aircon at work? No, because my work is at my house. Oh right, yeah. No, not many people have aircons in the UK. Okay, next one. What is your dream camera? So. This is so hard for me because my dream camera was either the Pentax 6-7 or the RZ 6-7, which I spent my entire savings on and bought both of them. So because I am like I am, I now just want everybody else's, like everything else that I see. You, you? Yeah, I think that's just how I am. Like I see a picture I really like and and... I see the camera it's taken with. And for some reason, I just think if I had that camera, I would take a photo like that, which is just not how it works. But like, I know Kendall Jenner has the Contacts T2. And oh, for yeah. some reason in my head, I think that if I had the Contacts T2, I would look and be like Kendall Jenner. Like how she looks in pictures. If I had the Contacts T2, that's, that would be how I would look in the picture. Mm. I'm not sure that's how it works, Alex. That's how it works in my head. That is why I'm the... When when people are making, like, targeted ads, when they talk about 
Gen Z consumers. I am I'm that consumer. I'm so easy to sell to. Yeah, I mean you you did buy a TikTok chopper. Actually that was my mum. Runs in the family. It does. <laughs> um there's a camera I would like, but I don't even know much about it. It's just one I used at uni literally once and I really liked it and I regret not having like rented it out again, but we got kicked out because of COVID and stuff. But it was a Mamiya, but it wasn't like the boxy ones. It was like you took it like a normal like 35 mil photo. If that was that makes the sense. 645? Yeah, may, maybe. I don't know its name. But I'll tell you. The, I remember the shutter on it was like so subtle, like you could barely hear it click. But the images were just so nice and crisp, and I would just love another go on that. But to be honest, I don't know much about cameras and like the best ones, and you know, I have no idea. I think I'm just, I look at somebody's work who I like, and I just think if I had that camera, I would be as good as them. And that's what I did with the RZ, and that's what I did with the Pentax 67. And like although i'm not gonna lie like i do i do think that it made my work better i don't necessarily think that's all down to the quality of the pictures i mean that does help obviously but i think it mainly came down to the fact that i was really excited to use them because i'd wanted them so much that i was shooting more often because i just genuinely really enjoyed using it yeah excitement and like maybe a confidence that comes with having a really cool camera yeah exactly and it and it kind of made me just so I wanted to every day to use it so it made my work did get better I think um but I don't think that's fully down to the fact that I had a yeah. good camera um okay what do you think the bougiest thing you've ever bought is maybe Bouge a camera it depends what you mean by like bougie I mean if we're talking about like the most expensive thing I've ever bought myself, um, the most expensive thing I've ever bought myself without having like um, other people kind of contribute would probably be um, my RZ. But in terms of just like the most ridiculous, like the, the something I've bought just because it had no use other than being bougie would probably be um i got a louis vuitton bag um on my at my 21st and like that i think is probably the bougiest thing i ever bought because even though the rz cost more than that the louis vuitton's bag only purpose is just to be bougie yeah mm. um i don't feel like i have that many bougie so the most expensive thing that I've bought recently in like adulthood is a mattress topper. Which one? Um, it was um the like Doma range from Denelm. Like, a really nice one. It cost like a few hundred pounds. It was an investment. I bought it with my boyfriend and we were like, we're going to have to stay together now. We've committed with this bloody mattress topper. Yeah, you'd have to literally go to like <laughs> family court to decide who would get the mattress topper. But it is really nice and our backs are a lot better now. 
Um, I've bought cameras myself. They wouldn't be considered like bougie cameras in the scheme of things, but the Pentax K1000 I bought myself was like really expensive for me. Um, yeah. I feel like the things that make me feel bougie aren't even bougie because they're normally just like cheap. Like if I buy like a fake fur coat, I'll feel really bougie, but it's actually cost me like £30. I'm like that though. When we went um, to do our photo shoot in our pink yeah. dresses, I mean, my dress cost about £15 mm-hmm. and my shoes, I think, were like £20. Yeah. And I, I wear such cheap clothes, but it's not about how much they cost. It's just how they make me feel. And I felt so bougie yeah. that day. Mm, the sunglasses, especially. Exactly. Yeah, just brought the vibe. Okay, last question. What are you having for your tea? Or dinner, as some people might call it. Um, I'm having HelloFresh. So I'm actually having chicken teriyaki tonight, which mm, I don't really like that one. My favourite HelloFresh is chicken scrunch pie. What about you, Emma? I'm also having HelloFresh, but we've got the like veggie one. I think um, we're having some kind of salad, which will be quite nice today. It's yeah. That'll be nice today. I I mean, chicken teriyaki today for me is just not good because <laughs> it's just not the vibe. Not the vibe. I wanted picky bits. Yeah. Oh, those TikToks of like mums in the summer doing picky bits. Yeah. Do you watch Ben Wardle? No, I don't think so. He does picky bit TikToks. Mm, like a bit of ham, a bit of couscous maybe. Oh, couscous. Now that is bougie, Emma. Is it? That, yeah, that is bougie. I never had couscous. We had like ham, carrots, and cheddar cheese and oh, yeah. stuff like pita that. Pita bread? Oh, yeah. We love a bit of pita bread in this house. But mm. um, only white. We don't like wholemeal anything. Fair enough. Well, I'm looking forward to my dinner now. Um, so Alex, you put a poll up on our Instagram yesterday. I did. Do you want to read out what the questions were? The question was, would you rather have your dream camera for a day, so you have it for a day, but it breaks the next day, or B, a cheap toy camera that lasts forever? Um, Well, I guess you've seen the results already. Let me guess what I think the results are. Okay, you guess what you think the results are. Well, I feel like people here are going to like try and get out through a loophole and they'll be like, yeah, I'll pick my dream camera for the day. And if it just breaks, like I'll get it fixed. But in my head, like it's broken. That's final. It's dead. You're not getting it back. Yeah. But I feel like people will go for the dream camera. So you give me a percentage guesstimate. 60%. For a dream camera for one day. Yeah. Yeah. And B, yeah, okay. So actually, you're <laughs> very wrong, Emma. Aye. You severely got that wrong. You should really, <laughs> like, work on your estimation skills. Thanks, Alex. Um, <laughs> so A, dream camera for the day was 29%. Wow. In it. And B, cheap toy camera that lasts forever is 71%. So that, I mean... I'm surprised by that. Um, and Maybe I'm kind of... we don't have an elitist following, Alex. Maybe nope. we've got the ideal crowd. 
Yeah, but now I feel I feel ashamed because I actually voted for Dream Camera for one yeah. day. So Alex and I voted opposite. I think that's good. Yeah. So why don't you explain why you voted for cheap toy camera forever? I think part of it is because I, I don't really have like, a, oh my God, dream camera I'm saving for. Like I haven't really thought like that. Um, And most of the cameras I use are either cheap ones or ones I've got in charity shops or hand-me-downs from people and I still have like fun using them um and yeah I don't know I feel like with a a cheap camera you can experiment a bit more like you're not too precious over it um you can just take it about with you wherever you go and yeah I think I think that's where my head was at what about you Alex so I think this is just a personality trait in me in that I mean like with when I said about I bought that Louis Vuitton bag I don't even know why I bought that it's like a thing where I get fixated on something and I don't know whether it's an autism thing but I I get fixated on something and I can't think about anything else um and I and I work every day everything I do every day is just to do that and I kind of because I'm so socially inept like with the Louis Vuitton bag I thought like how do I be cool how do I make people want to be friends with me and I would like look on Instagram and look at the girls that I thought people thought were really cool who I thought were really cool because other people thought they were cool and they all had like designer bags so I kind of fixated on getting a designer bag because that would make me cool like other people and then you kind of fixate on it for years and years and you finally get it and then you realize actually that's not how it works and it kind of the same thing happens with cameras for me because I love photography so much and it's all I think about all the time because it's like my special interest I kind of fixate on certain cameras and I like learn everything about them and I watch YouTube videos on certain cameras and like I will just watch like when I'm finished my work I will literally just watch video and video and video of people unboxing using like reviews of camp of the camera that I want so I think with me I, I don't know many cameras and I've not used many cameras, but the cameras I do have have been ones I've like severely fixated on and have watched so much and read so much about. So I kind of like, I don't know, I just really love them. So I think for me, like at the minute, there's a four by five camera or five by four. I'm not actually sure which way around you're supposed to say it, um, that I really want to use and I think for me to be able to use the camera that I watch YouTube videos on all the time and like read about all the time and just is in my head all the time that would be more than anything like amazing for me so I think because I because I fixate so much on certain things and learn so much about them to be able to use that camera for a day would just be like amazing for me so that's why I chose dream camera for the day yeah really cool I think some of it for me comes from like just not having the confidence or like not feeling like I would deserve that camera yet like I haven't earned it which is probably just stupid but 
like so for my birthday this year i really just wanted a tlr camera um and i didn't want to buy it off ebay because i just wanted to go around the shops and like see them but mm. afterwards i was like to be honest i don't even know what i'm looking at like i should have gone with like a friend who's more of an expert so i went around a few camera shops with my parents in london and eventually found one and like i was just super excited and I thought it was like a decent price so um bought it and then I took it into work and I was so excited and like love my work family to bits but they were just like slated me they were just like Emma like you got ripped off like this isn't a good camera like you know he saw you coming like the quality's really bad like you should have got one with this speed and I just felt like so gutted and like they were like you should really try and get your money back but there was like nothing wrong with the camera it was just they didn't feel like it was a like you know good one which whatever that means and I just felt like really rubbish um and then I ended up going on one of the She Hearts Film photo walks and I was talking to Rachel who's on Sunny 16 about it and she was like like it doesn't matter like as long as you're having fun with it and enjoying the camera like that's all that matters you're going to take images you don't have to have the best camera you know straight away you can just experiment and learn and I felt a lot better after that conversation but it did make me think oh my god like there's such a snobbery about cameras and for someone to come in who was like super excited about something and then for them to just be like it's rubbish I was like guys this isn't very nice (laughs) I totally relate to that feeling though because I remember when I was um, 17 and my like my parents aren't rich at all but um, I've been really lucky that they've been able to like save enough um, and been in a position to be able to do that to like give me and my sister some really good opportunities and Mm. I remember my parents had like saved since I was about 15 to be able to get me my first car when I turned 17 and um, we'd spoken about it for years and they'd been saving for years and when I turned um, 17 my mum and dad took me to like a second-hand car shop and um, I got a like a I think it was like a 2005 Ford Fiesta and to me that was like loads of money at the time um because I think I think it was like two thousand pounds and that to me was like such a lot of money for my parents to buy something for me for like that and then obviously there's all like the insurance and stuff so it had taken them years to be able to save up for the car and the insurance and and my lessons and everything and it had been a really big thing in our house and I, I remember being like so proud and my parents being so proud that they had been able to do that for me because my parents aren't like my dad especially is not from um a family that had was ever ever able to do anything like that for him so they were just so proud and we were all like really excited and I went to a school where like which is one thing I really hated about um where I went to school and where I live where there was a lot of students like most of the kids where I went to school like from really really rich families and I remember being like so proud going to school and like my mum had like taken pictures of me she was so proud that they'd be able to do that and the first thing like anybody said to me was like what the hell is that piece of shit 
and do you know when you, and and when I was like I was really excited to show people like oh my god my parents have got me this car and they're like that's the most cheapest piece of shit I've ever seen so I get what you're saying like you can be so excited mm, about like, something so proud of something you know, that and car it, still does its job yeah exactly and like even if I like it was the worst car ever if someone's excited about it and is proud like why do that and I, when you're saying like it was your birthday present off your family like it's 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 more than just money isn't it so they've done yeah, that for you because they love you so cool. much yeah and then I felt yeah, guilty and like, I, I came back and was like telling my parents like what people at work had said and like I think then they just felt really bad like that they hadn't got me the best one or that or they should have gone with someone who knew more and I was just like you've sort of tarnished this for me now um yeah I get I so get that like I remember coming home really upset and I said to my dad like someone said it was like cheap and and stuff and my dad and mum being like sad for me I think because they were so excited for me and like proud to be able to do it and then that happened and I just get that too like with that camera it's like you almost feel guilty like oh because I chose the car like I chose it because it was blue and I liked it and it's like it, it just makes you sad because you're like actually this just this makes me so happy and it might not it might be shit it might be bad Mm -hmm. but it actually gives me happiness and for other people to then kind of like say oh that's not good and that's not right and that it 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 does make you feel sad and it and it kind of doesn't it makes you not want to use that thing anymore yeah I mean like obviously we're both talking from like a position of privilege like your parents buying us cars and cameras even if they have like really saved for them but some people might not even be able to do that and film photography might be something that they're super passionate about but they can't afford the top of the range cameras it's so true I think like yeah we should all just enjoy it for what it is I think it would be so interesting if you were to like go through Instagram and remove all the tags that said like what camera and what lens it was on and I bet you like people wouldn't even be able to tell or like tell you which one you know like that that blind um like Pepsi versus Coke like taste test like people wouldn't actually be able to say which camera did what I honestly I'm not kidding um my Olympus OM10 that I got from my granddad with the 50 millimeter lens is the best camera i own a hundred percent it's better than my rz it's better than my pentax it's better and that's not just because it's got so much love in it like it is such a good camera and talking about snobbery i remember when i was at the photography show when i was speaking and it was like the biggest thing i'd ever done and this guy came up to me after my talk and he said what lens do you use and i was like oh the 50 millimeter one and he went well why do you use that lens like why did you choose to use that lens tell me your thoughts behind that and I was like because that's the lens it came with like that's the lens I've got and he kind of looked at me like well you've not really considered it and it's like but that's the lens I've got so that's the lens I use and I think sometimes it's just you make people feel so small and I remember feeling small then yeah I mean, I think the best camera you have is the one that you enjoy using the most. Like, it's I so true. As simple as that. And I guess another factor of it is like 
people do film photography for so many different reasons like it's not like digital photography in that there's like way more science involved so some people might be in it for like the science of the developing and the chemistry some people might be like super obsessed with the gear some people are in it for like artistic reasons or just you know it's a nice hobby so I guess depending on why you're in the hobby is like why you're going to take certain things more seriously or be more passionate about what sort of lenses you're using but I just think there shouldn't be like a you know like a sort of shaming aspect of it people should just you know just in, enjoy it for what it is and and use the cameras that they have and and not be put off doing the subject because they don't have you know the so-called best of the best thing because it's like anything else a lot of it is just trends of what's so true right now like and who's to say it's the best thing and and the same goes with film like Foma Pan gets such a bad name and it's like but if that's the aesthetic you like and the film you enjoy using what does it matter yeah but it's like what I was saying with the contacts T2 like I said I'm the prime target for influencing because I want that because that's what's trendy mm. and it's like I'm not as fixated on it as I wanted as the RZ and the Pentax because I like really really properly fixated on them but it it is one of those things where it's like I see people that I maybe it's something to do with being on the like periphery of social circles but when I see someone who I was who I'm like they are the prime person I wish I was like they are not they are like really genuinely objectively cool and then mm. I think if I want to be objectively cool then I use that and I think as I'm getting older I'm kind of getting better at, at not kind of doing that but yeah I'm still yeah. do it we're all guilty of it and like the trends come from somewhere they're not just completely made up I'm sure if someone says they love this camera like it's for a reason but I guess it's just about like sitting back and thinking do I actually want this camera or whatever the thing is or is it just like cool right now exactly and I think my biggest thing and something I really believe in is never ever let your gear stop you from doing your projects or um what you want to do because genuinely I knew with my project I wanted to shoot on an RZ because I was just being obsessed with it for ages and like fixated on it but if I had waited to start my project until I had an RZ I would I would never have got I wouldn't have even been yeah. able to get the RZ because I'd been given like opportunities now like my work that I do for work is consultancy like for um autism and neurodiversity in companies I would never have got that job if I hadn't been doing my project mm -hmm. which then got me the exposure to then be able to train and get these speaking opportunities that has now given me this job which then allowed me to afford the camera so like yeah. you you can't wait you have to get out and shoot and do what you love and like mm -hmm. your gear should never hold you back from doing that just get out there and shoot because I guarantee there's always a better camera there's always um there's always someone that's more technically skilled than you there's always film that's better like it is a better lens there's better lighting you can always add more gear but that's going to be a never-ending thing so just yeah. don't let that hold you back and just even if you've got the most 
worst like literally the worst camera ever <laughs> just get out and shoot because that that's how you become an amazing photographer and like there's no point having a ferrari if you don't know how to drive and yeah it's so true like just a good photographer is a good photographer yeah 100% and like yeah if you are always aspiring for the next thing you're never going to be like truly content because you'll just be thinking about the next thing but in the same like on the other side of that like you were saying before there's nothing wrong with aspiring for another camera like you definitely should be like oh yes this is the one I want and like super motivated by that like that can be a good thing I think what we're saying is just don't let it stop you being creative and I think it's so nice to have something to work towards I wanted the Mm. two medium formats that I bought I mean I save for them like neurotically like I I worked every day it's all I thought about and I watched these videos and I did work and I'd put it in like I, I really really worked really hard for those and when I got them it it was an amazing feeling and it and it was such um those cameras mean so much to me because I wanted them so much so there's there's nothing wrong with like wanting um new gear and aspiring towards it and I think that's what drives you in your in your work and stuff to be able to and, and motivates you like that's such a nice thing but just don't ever let it stop you and I think also what Emma said before lots of people feel like that like they're not qualified to use certain cameras like that's that's that runs in so many fields I know I talk about horses as well um a lot but I can only really talk about the things I know but my horse um Lou she is so talented honestly she she could have gone on to be some kind of like she could have jumped at like national level. She would be amazing, but she doesn't. She she just stays at home and with me and I ride her at home and jump around a few little jumps, but I don't compete her. And, and she could have gone on to a home where they did. And it's like, so many people have said to me, that's such a waste of her being with you. But actually when I think about it, why is it? Like she has such a amazing life with me. And it's the same thing. Like, why should anybody feel like they're not qualified to use any camera because they're not a Vogue photographer or Vanity Fair you don't have to be to use that camera and love that camera and 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 get happiness from that as long as you are happy then that's all that matters and you should only spend your time and money doing things that make you happy and I think people should also remember to like share the information like when I came into work with that camera um, they weren't horrible or anything but I wish they'd sort of been like oh Emma like this is really exciting like your first TLR but you know next time you should consider like what sp- the shutter speed is and like look out for these things you know check the light seals like just really like maybe basic things but I hadn't thought of them and then the next time maybe I would have felt more confident to go into the camera shop and say when was the last time this camera was serviced or blah 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 but I think that also comes from like the other end the people selling the cameras like there's a massive snobbery in camera shops like I walk in as a young girl in a camera shop run by like some old man and he just looks at me like what are you doing here yeah and it's just like you know 
all your lot are going to die off soon. Like I'm the future of your business. Like you should invest in me and and share the knowledge. And and at the end of the day, I'm a customer. Like why would you treat me any differently? And it can be so intimidating to walk into those kind of environments, which. I think is why like a lot of people would go for eBay and stuff but then there feels like more of a risk there because you don't know what you're getting until it arrives so maybe just take a friend and like somebody who knows a bit more but yeah like share that knowledge so we can all feel more comfortable and be better off and not be like ripped off in these situations. Yeah and you saying that like it's the reason I buy stuff on eBay because mm. when I was in New York um, recently, um, yeah, you I went got, to a camera shop, didn't you? Yeah, I like so many people had messaged me when um, I said I was going. I, oh, you've got to go to B and H. You've got to go to B and H. And for those of you that don't know, because I didn't know, B and H is like this shop in New York, and it's like three stories high, and it's it's like. Oh, it's absolutely massive. It's like Hamleys. Uh, it it's 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 absolutely like I can't even describe how huge it is. And you kind of it's so big that if you're in the film section, they put it in like a little basket, and then the basket whizzes along these like train tracks around the top of the store all the way to the front where you pay. So it's like it's like it's massive. So I was obviously so excited, and Eve who um who's my friend that I went with she's like um really into film photography as well so it was like a really big thing on our trip to go and we were going to buy these sort of obscure films that you couldn't really get in the UK and um I was going to buy a point and shoot because mine as people may have seen broke um when I was there so I had actually took with me because I'd been saving for a long time I took with me quite a lot of money for me anyway to spend there um, on a camera and uh, to be honest because I was there I'd have bought a more expensive camera than I would have done in the UK just because I it's from there and it's like such an iconic place and so many people have told me about it so we went in and like the film section was only us and like a few other men and then like some old men behind the counter and they didn't say anything to us like to us nothing we were just like completely ignored like we were invisible that's horrible yeah and and we were like i was like do you have any films and they were like well we've just got like what's here look behind the thing and it's like i was like trying to have a conversation and then um i was like oh what cine still do you have and they just kind of like pointed at some and then handed me some and then they were just having this really long conversation with the men next to us to the point where i was like okay we, we just won't get any film and then we went to the film camera section and I'm not kidding you me and Eve must have been stood there for like half an hour while they were just having conversations with these men nobody said anything to us um and kind of like when we 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 did go and ask like what have you got we were just like completely ignored to the point where I was like I was they obviously think I'm just like some stupid little girl like we're both young and uh. not worth speaking to and when I said like have you got any they just pointed at the like plastic lomography camera like the plastic new camera <laughs> <laughs> and we were just like they were like oh we've got the plastic like 35 millimeter here you go and we were just like oh so I actually did like I ended up buying um like a new do you know the Polaroid that you've got Emma yeah I bought one of those 
that's fun. And it, yeah, it was really I fun. Got what you came for and like they they should have given you the time of day. Yeah, what annoys me is like obviously you're a passionate film shooter and they probably are too. Like you could probably have some really cool conversations and like network and just chat about film, but like they won't even consider you on that level to like talk to you it's just ridiculous yeah we were just so excited to be able to go because they had like a wall of cameras and i'd have bought any old shit not even joking it's just because i was so excited yeah. to be there and me and eve were just like sort of waiting there to talk to them and they were just there was this old man next to us talking to this other man about medium format and then like other men talking about that's stuff. really disheartening it was and then when, kind of when we got to the front of the queue he was just like well we've got plastic 35 millimeters it's like okay yeah. i think that's why like other camera stores online especially are taking off like cameras by max ppp repairs mm -hmm. um, west yorkshire cameras like those guys are so nice like i could dm max at any time yeah the and they would reply with some advice west yorkshire cameras once i was just asking about like what strap i should use for this camera or something silly they sent me like a full email breakdown like super friendly and i didn't even buy from them like that yeah but do you know what the difference is and i'm not trying to be awful but they're they're run by young people yeah i was gonna say that and i think that is like the future of film for sure like we don't have time to interact with any of these people that are just gonna be rude like I don't get it like it's not in your best interest it's just such a shame I always feel like I've got something to prove when I go into yeah. the classic like sort of old man camera I shop so nervous honestly I'm like hi I work for analog wonderland like you might have heard of us like <laughs> it might be interesting if any boys are listening to this is this purely just being like a girl in your 20s thing or do younger men, boys yeah. experience this too? Is it a young thing? Yeah, that or, would maybe that can be another poll. Yeah, or is it a is it a gender thing? I suspect it's both because every time I've sort of been into one of the traditional shops, I've never been taken seriously, and I think it it doesn't help that I kind of wear pink and stuff. But I don't yeah. see why that should matter. Like anyway, even it like uni i'd say some of the lectures could be a bit like that like it's not just a little thing it's something that's sort of sweeps into every crevice of like this hobby but you know in the wider world in general and for sure like we just need to all be aware of it and like if you know we're having this conversation and a guy maybe can't relate to it at all he should still be able to understand it and like empath empathize with us and maybe think what he could do to make that problem, you know, less. Yeah, just because uh, I always think that just because you don't personally relate to a problem doesn't mean it's not a problem. Mm. But I do, I do find that, and I find that the more the the larger the format and sort of the more into the developing side you go, the worse it gets for sure. Yeah. yeah. People are just are really passionate about like a right and a wrong. And it's like, just do what works for you. I've been using the Ilford Simplicity Kit ever since I started developing because it's easy and it's all in pre-measured little Capri Sun sachets. Mm. And I'm like, why would I change? Because I actually stopped. I, I used to love printing and I used to love developing 
Um, and I used uh, like the, I think it was the Ilford one shot. Yeah. Was, yeah. And um, I actually stopped because I, I was in a few sort of developing groups and, and I went to a couple of workshops and I just found that I, w- I felt so out of place and I felt yeah. like everybody oh, thought I was so stupid. Yeah. I mean, like I do so much of customer service at Analog Wonderland and sometimes we'll get questions and I'm just like, I don't even know what you're asking me. And that's why I use our Facebook group so much because I'll just go on there and ask a question to everyone like mm-hmm. in our Analog Wonderland Facebook group. And that's a really like well-moderated group and everyone in there is so nice. And it's just like share the information like don't shame anyone for getting it wrong I definitely think elitism in film is still there it's probably not as bad as it used to be you know when like cameras were first becoming available to the public and all the pictures and the instruction books were like men with cameras and you know a woman standing there like asking her partner how to use it but it definitely still is there and we need to be aware of it and support the businesses that you know are acting in the right way 100 million trillion percent agree yeah oh that was heavy that was heavy (laughs) i feel like we're getting into it alex we've started now and we're on our warpath i know but usually i'm this sort of person that like makes a joke out of anything traumatic that happened to me i'm not used to being serious emma I know but this is something I think is both like really important to both of us and something we take seriously yeah it's true um but yeah like there are definitely so many lovely people in this community and it's definitely like the minority but I think it's just something to be aware of how you act and comment and interact with people yeah a hundred percent million percent agree hmm that was good. Good. It was a good talk, Emma. It was a oh, good talk. It was a pleasure talking to you, Alex. Um, what are we going to get into next time? Who knows? If you have any suggestions for us, you can email us at grainsplaining at gmail.com. So you should also follow us on Instagram, which is just grainsplaining. And you can also follow me, please, which is herder.on.shoots. And my Instagram account is emma j lloyd underscore um i need to be more active on my instagram i've been bad recently but yes enjoyed my contents <laughs> um thank you so much for listening everyone we will have a next episode ready for you at some point um Alex i'm gonna going try to- get some guests on for uh yeah that would be nice let yeah. us know who you want um while we're on holiday will reply to your dms i'm only away for a week i'm not bougie like emma yes i'm very bougie i'm going away for a whole month i, I may not return who knows well as long as you can still do the podcast but the yeah. wi-fi will probably be better in thailand than in your flat to be honest <laughs> i'm sorry about my wi-fi we've been hotspotting this whole time which is you know part of the modern world we live in but anyway thank you so much for listening everyone and we will see you next time bye bye bye